Well, you ready for a super awkward introduction to episode one? Episode one! <laughs> How do you feel? Not entirely sure yet. Um, <laughs> also, for those listening, uh, we're kind of on a loose table, so if you hear us pick stuff up and set down glasses, uh, that should be fixed later on. But for right now, you may get a little bit of... So just be ready for that. But that's okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it work for this one. But for episode one, we got Jessica in, mainly because she lives here. <laughs> very accessible. <laughs> Thank <So> you. <laughs> I'll skip over the what brings you here. <laughs> what brings you here? I live here. And I'll jump straight into what do you do? I don't do much. Let me tell you, I'm 20 years old and pretty much do what most 20-year-olds do and work at Home Depot. <laughs> so you haven't figured out life yet? <laughs> I think it's safe to say I haven't figured out life yet. Any ideas? Not really. I mean, kind of. I've got aspirations, but I don't know if they'll work out all that well. Okay. So run, run me through this. I know you recently dropped out of school. I know you hate the term. <laughs> I hate the term. It has such a negative connotation. I uh, never expected myself to be that person at all. Um, anybody who knows me has pretty much known that I take my grades very seriously. Yeah, I'll second that. <laughs> um, like, probably too seriously. And... I I don't know. Like, I don't like school. I'm decent at it, but I don't like school. And I especially just fell out of love with the degree that I was getting, which I was getting it in criminal justice. Now, were you specifying in anything <laughs> there? A specific field or just criminal justice well, in itself? Well, it kind of switched. Like, it kind of switched around. The most recent... Um, job that I wanted within criminal justice was like I just wanted to work for the FBI and I mean I still think it'd be kind of cool but I don't know just a lot of different factors played in and just decided it wasn't for me so I decided didn't, to stop my degree didn't you also want to be a cop for a little bit well in and order then to 2020 get it, happened in order to get into the FBI you have to have some kind of background and criminal justice at least for the most part especially if you're gonna go into like the field work and mm -hmm. so like being a cop and everything was obviously a good avenue to take and yeah so I mean of course I wanted to be a cop and everything and I don't know man even even my criminal justice professors and stuff as they were teaching us things they would kind of hint at this is a little sketchy but this is what it is like sketchy in what way as in, um, you know, we live in the United States and, you know, there's supposed to be justice for all and it's... There's justice for none. Pretty much. Guilty until proven innocent, that type of deal? Yeah, basically. Um, I could go in a, into a whole tangent about it, but I'll save it for another time. <laughs> You'll drink a little more and then we'll get I'll right drink into a little that tangent. More. <laughs> Let me... <t> <laughs> <laughs> anybody listening 
If you want a really good podcast to listen to, a really good one is In the Dark by APM Reporters. I think it's called APM. And that's a criminal justice type deal? Yeah. So the first season is about a missing kid back in like the 1980s, I think it was. And um, basically where police failed to save this kid when they could have saved him in 24 hours and they didn't find him until like years and years and years later and then the second season is about uh curtis flowers a guy who has been or who had been locked up for over 20 years for a crime he didn't commit but he wasn't even convicted during that time he had six trials but anyway tangent for later on (laughs) if you keep alluding to these tangents we'll we'll make (laughs) our way back to them eventually but uh no why what made the final decision for you to drop out i think it was honestly that well to drop out um well curtis flowers like listening to that podcast and just learning more about his story and the fact that like so many people go through that same kind of thing Mm -hmm. um whether it's about your race or whether it's just about the where you grew up or whatever like or about nonviolent drug offenses. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's all over the place. And of course, I wanted to go into criminal justice because of course, you know, typical like I want to stop the bad guy kind of thing. Yeah, a righteous path right there. Yeah. And um the more you look into criminal justice, you look into the fact that um you don't just stop the bad guy, you stop a lot of the good guys and let the bad guys get away and Lots of people really like to save face and they don't like to admit that when they're wrong. And I don't like the morality in that. So, And that doesn't even bring into the, the money train. Yeah. Always um, follow the money with these things. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you, if you have enough money, you can get away with anything. Well, isn't that the goal? Get away <laughs> with anything? Throw morals out the window? I mean, David Hume said it best. He said, morality is more off or more aptly felt than judged of. Yeah. I'm not a fan of that. I I mean, my morals have definitely kind of changed or like morphed a little bit throughout the years. And I feel like you've been or you've kind of witnessed part of that. (laughs) But um, for the most part, they've stayed generally the same. Just be good to people. And try to help when you can. And I don't know. I just don't think that that's the path for me that will really lead me to that moral end. (laughs) Okay, well, what path will lead you to that moral end? That's a really good question. I'm not super positive. Um, Well, what's the current plan to lead you to that end? (laughs) I think he's hinting towards my current project. Uh, (laughs) I'm starting up a blog. um, And, I mean, just like any typical 20-year-old girl who's in college or not in college or whatever, of course, I'm focusing on pretty much like wellness. It's a fitness blog. (laughs) It's not just fitness. For those who couldn't guess. (laughs) It's not just fitness. It's just overall wellness, like mind, body, and soul kind of thing. Um, but I'm going to be the test dummy for pretty much anybody who views it. So I'm not just going to, Jesse's not just going to say one thing and be like, 
uh, meat is terrible. Go to plant-based. And then I'll repeat it on my blog. Like, I'm going to firsthand experience things and write down my results as I go. So for making decisions on, say, a diet like plant-based or meat-based, are you going to do a whole bunch of upfront research or are you going to experience it then do the upfront or then do the research that way you're not biased what's the plan there well i'm not <laughs> i know i need to do research on things but i i'm also that's more of your field and everything you really like to or you're really good at researching i kind of suck at researching so I'm more of a, like, let me experience it, and then I'll just kind of read into it as I go. I mean, I'll I'll kind of listen in and see, like, if most people be like, oh, that's really bad for you. That's really bad for your body. And just kind of keep that in mind. But um, I'm not going to go into a deep dive until I really experience it first. I think that's a good route to take. Um take a little bit of offense saying that I'm good at research. <laughs> For those who don't know me, um, I'm kind of a uh, very impressionable idiot. The first thing I see, I dive straight into that. <laughs> I'll follow this project all the way to the end just to realize that there was nothing there behind it. So hopefully you're not following suit with that. No, it's not a bad thing at all. You're just very thirsty for knowledge and that is super admirable of you like what you're doing with this podcast you're going to be going around and interviewing people who may not necessarily be quote-unquote successful now but um maybe in their eyes they think they're successful because they're happy or they're just doing cool things and stuff and you're going to be learning from them so that's pretty admirable well that's kind of the idea i do want to learn what other people are doing and promote what the what they're advertising promote the projects they're working on but Absolutely. really i'm looking for a community of just like-minded individuals who want to start something of their own yeah absolutely and there's so, a lot of interesting people out there i mean it, it really becomes apparent when you just talk to random strangers once you get over that introductory phase a lot of people will really open up to you mm-hmm and you find out they're working on some amazing things, but they don't get to talk about it in their normal daily lives. Yeah. So you see their eyes just light up when they get to talk about their project. Like right now, you're just now talk. You're just now bringing up your uh, blog website here, which I don't know if you've stated it's a website, but I can see you all smiley over here. <laughs> so why don't we continue down that avenue a little bit? I don't really know what, what more to say because it's just in the beginning stages of it. Like I literally just made the website maybe a week ago and probably, I mean, I've just written introductory posts to each of the parts of the blog. I know a lot of blogs um, state that you pretty much have to follow a semi-narrow path everything so if i wanted to create a fitness blog quote unquote it would be so you're following the niche pattern you find your niche even though you're doing a couple different niches you're going to really advertise one or two niches and follow that avenue well see i thought about that but there are just 
there's a lot of things that I feel like I could write about, and they don't all necessarily follow the same kind of path. I mean, right now, um, my website has, let's see, it's got a few different categories, like it talks about workouts, and food, and like daily habits, and stuff, and like daily habits has nothing to do with your physical appearance, or whatever, it doesn't have to do with make an argument that it does i mean what i'm saying is like it you know you're not working out and everything you can work out your mind in that way but you're not working out your physical body still a workout sometimes uh (laughs) lifting some heavy ass weight is a daily habit as well oh i know but that you know i'm talking about just different things like avoid sleeping in a lot keep your sleep habit and are you normal? practicing what you preach i haven't done any research into that so i, <laughs> I oh, don't okay. need to okay <laughs> but you know that's just like an example um yeah so there's not i mean it's like i said it's in the very beginning pretty bare bones you're very, just now getting it going yeah okay. and i have a lot that i have to figure out about and i have to do some research into what works for people and what doesn't so now, what put you down this path, though? I know podcasts really took off this year. So did personal businesses. We all realized that, you know, being in a position with a full-time job doesn't mean a lot. One pandemic comes through and millions and millions of people lose their jobs and they don't know how to make ends meet. Yeah. So... What influenced you to start pursuing the online business? Well, I can tell you right now, as much as I love being a cashier at Home Depot, (laughs) I don't exactly want to make that a career choice. And, you know, sometimes that's a career choice for some people, and Mm -hmm. that's completely fine, but it's just not for me. Um, I am also... I also have a very short, like, attention span. Yeah, who doesn't? (laughs) (laughs) And I switch around between things that um, I like a lot, and so I lose Mm. interest really easily in a bunch of things. Boy, do I know how that goes. Yeah, and, um, well, as far as my blog goes, I know that right now, I mean, I know that it's about, like, wellness, but... I purposely kind of made it a little open-ended so that... Um, so you're going to make adjustments yeah, as you as I go. find more more interesting things that you can really work on. Yeah, absolutely. So, And the thing about a blog is you really don't have to spend that much time on it. I mean, in the beginning stages, of course you do, and but it's not something that is a super big chore like oh i have to get up and work on this or whatever and it might be i don't what time you get up (laughs) depends on yeah (laughs) i guess so but you can do that from anywhere and that's my main thing so whenever i was in college um from my very first semester i started taking online classes my first semester i had one class that was in class and the reason the only reason I had that in class was just because I lived on campus, mm-hmm. so I didn't want to necessarily not give myself a reason to get out of my dorm room, and so I just 
got out and went to that one class, but I love doing online classes. I know a lot of people had to do those over or since COVID started. And I, I honestly hated online classes with the whopping one online class that I actually took. I don't know. Something about not being in the classroom. There's no personality behind it. I had zero interest in the class. I honestly don't remember what the class was. It was something ag-related, something business-related. <laughs> but, no, I, I seriously flew through that class. I got all the work done, like, the first two weeks because it was all posted on there. Mm-hmm. And then just write up the end paper, or I believe in that case it was a uh, group project. I lucked out. I got it put in a group with probably the two smartest people in the class. So yeah. we did this project in maybe two hours. Mm-hmm. You know, it was one of those, yeah, we got some rum, we got some pizza. We're going <laughs> to knock this project out real quick. Ended up acing it, but I don't know. There was still no personality behind that class. It was just, yeah, okay, I, I got the work done don't think i retained anything or learned anything although i don't think i really retained anything from most of my college career <laughs> other than youtube videos and uh different articles about space and yeah. uh, space and communication i i learned more about space and interpersonal and uh interpersonal communication and just communication with others yeah i know i keep hitting the mic (laughs) but uh that was the main things i learned in college yeah i went for agricultural business and i know how to build a small scale farm business and i know how to manage it i know how to manage the people behind it but i think i kind of already knew that before Mm -hmm. going into this degree just growing up on a farm with a father in a, kind of a management position. He worked R&D uh, as a director at Tyson. But, uh, you know, I saw the ins and outs of the farming side and the business side. So you kind of put two and two together. Yeah. So really what I'm trying to say is I didn't learn much in college. <laughs> Well, yeah, um, throughout my next few semesters, I had a couple of classes in class as well mm-hmm. and everything. After after the first semester, I think I mostly kind of kept it to, well, the next couple of semesters, I had like two classes that were in class mm-hmm. just to kind of see if I liked it in class better, which I will say it was a lot easier to get to know the professor and Oh, yeah. I am definitely one to uh, befriend pretty much like all my professors and everything. And they they love that, too. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you get to know a professor, I mean, they will help you out with any potential question. Mm -hmm. I watch countless people do this. I befriended a whole bunch of professors. And it puts you in a position where you forget to do an assignment. You just shoot them a text or an email and say, hey sorry I got this late and they're like oh no worries and yeah don't worry about it you're all good you're good yeah um so that was one downside to 
online classes was it was a little more difficult to get to know your professors it's impersonal but um i mean i still was able to do that with some of mine uh one a little bit too much but <laughs> yeah we won't we won't say <laughs> we won't. any names here but <laughs> she she did have one who got pretty friendly <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but i liked the fact that i could be a little lazy sometimes or I mm-hmm. could have the option to get most at least most of my stuff done at the beginning of the week and especially even whenever I was living on campus uh, my first semester that was like a month after my parents split up and mm-hmm. so um, just not having those online or not having those in-person classes I was able to go home and like spend time with my dad and everything, make sure that he was all good. And right. Yeah. And, um, you know. Well, there's a good argument for online classes is it opens up free time outside of the classroom. Mm-hmm. You can make your own schedule. I will say she was very bad about putting things off to last minute. but I still got them done. <laughs> what college student doesn't follow that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I still got everything done on time um with a few exceptions but that was unintentional I just I just kind of suck at paying attention sometimes but I mean even whenever you and I were kind of doing long distance whenever you lived in South Dakota and I lived in Arkansas um it just made it easy to I mean I just basically had to get off work and that was easy because I had a part-time job and I could just take my school with me and I didn't have to miss any classes or any tests or anything like that I didn't have to try to get on my hands and knees and beg my professor to (laughs) let me get out of whatever so it was really nice and now you really have the free time being out of school yeah I don't think I'm quite uh I don't think my brain is quite caught up yet that I don't that I'm not in school anymore well, perfect. Uh, just play off of that and get a whole <laughs> bunch of work on your blog website going. Yeah. Pretend it's like <laughs> school and it's due on Friday, and then yeah. you'll you'll coast through it. <laughs> I absolutely it's just need another to, a week. Yeah, I need to put some due dates on things <laughs> so that I actually get them done. I need to put some due dates on things. I've been working on my <laughs> website for... Mm, we're coming up on a month now. I don't really have a lot of content. I blame it on uh, not having a computer to put up the content. (laughs) And then this podcast being recorded, our last bit of equipment just came in today. So I'll say (laughs) I'm ahead of the curve on the podcast thing. Yeah, absolutely. We got this. We got the last of the equipment, what, 30 minutes before starting this? Yeah. Something like that, 30 to an hour. We're moving up on that. The YouTube side of things. I put I I filmed a couple videos and just backlogged them. And then things changed. Like you said earlier, uh it's really hard to focus on one thing for a long time. Yeah. And my whole idea of what cultivating fire is going to be has changed in that time. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, oh, it changes on a weekly basis. We just so, had a conversation uh, about it earlier, too. Yeah. I asked him about something and he said, where have you been? That changed <laughs> like a month ago. <laughs> yeah. And things have changed on a weekly basis since then. But, yeah. you know, 
one thing that I've really contemplated recently is impermanence, specifically in my thought process. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you know, following this cultivating fire path, I kind of want it to be everything. Yeah. I was recently talking to Jessica earlier today about doing streaming for gaming. Just for fun. Nothing real serious. Just uh, play around. Um, but that just came out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and originally, Cultivating Fire started as Cultivating Fire, the acronym Financial Independence Retire Early. <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, I realized as interested as I am in personal finance, <laughs> I got bored of it really fast. It was one of those deep dives where I really got into it for like three or four weeks. And then I was like, oh, well, I'm back into aquarium stuff now. Yeah. I mean, maybe maybe I'm just a little bit ADHD from... Uh, yeah. <laughs> I think I am too. It's okay. Well... I mean, it, it's pretty common these days with social media, especially things like TikTok, mm-hmm. which automatically load the first video when you open the app. And then it's just short clips one after another. Mm-hmm. That's programming the brain into being ADHD. Yeah. So it, it makes sense. I'll say I'm not on any of these, you know, multimedia social media deals well you're on instagram but you've really calmed that down on your personal one. Oh, i haven't posted on the personal in forever i i was starting another channel which uh i'm gonna keep the name quiet right now because i still want to do something with this once we get some more space mm-hmm. not an apartment in the middle of omaha <laughs> but uh now I'm working on this cultivating fire thing, which uh, is more of a promotional deal for what other people are doing. Yeah. And I get to be lazy and not actually do anything because <laughs> I don't have the space or time to do anything there. Yeah. So I'll just piggyback off of everybody else right now. Successful businesses, startup businesses, in your case, just the building of a business, mm-hmm. which you're still at the very tip of the iceberg. Yeah, very bare bones. I mean, I have a little tiny like Teespring store, but like I said, it's tiny. Hey, you got to start somewhere. I I made two of those in the past. Never promoted either of them. They both kind of failed. But uh, now I have, I linked one on the website for Cultivating Fire. It's mm-hmm. more of uh, the financial side of things. I need to make an actual cultivating fire just to encompass everything. Yeah. But we'll get there when the time comes. Absolutely. Right now, it's generate content, backlog it, edit it, and uh, be ready for an unofficial slash official launch on some day. But for right now, we don't know that day. Yeah. Well, I feel like you and I are both kind of just jumping into the deep end uh blinded a little bit i mean of course we've done our a little bit of like looking into things 
I mean, oh I yeah, I think this is the online media is the next great business. I mean, I know, but I'm just talking about just how to really structure things. I was just talking earlier today to one of my friends about the fact that, I mean, I've kind of looked into um, a little bit on like what makes a blog successful, mm-hmm. but just very tip of the iceberg kind of thing. Um, I'm just kind of jumping in blind for the most part, at least in this beginning part, and we're just going to see what happens. And I know most people talk about how you have to kind of focus on a specific thing, but like we said... Oh yeah, the niche market, everybody's promoting the niche market, but I look at that and it sounds like a great idea, mm-hmm. but for longevity, fuck that. I'm going to get bored <laughs> of it in two weeks yeah, and absolutely. it's just going to fall apart. I've done it in the past before. I'll dive into the deep end on something. And then two weeks later, yeah, exhausted all the information that I care to get from it. Move on to the next. Yeah, absolutely. So it's good to plan for that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, And that's kind of why I'm like trying to keep up little categories on my website. Mm -hmm. And so if you're really into working into workouts, uh, Pretty much workouts for lazy people is what it's going to be because I'm not the most fit person. I mean, I'm trying to be, but, you know, like I said, whenever I was doing push-ups earlier, I had to do girly push-ups the entire time because I don't have any, like, upper body strength right now. So you got to start from the ground up. You you and me both. I (laughs) initially wanted to do a 500 push-ups a day for 30 days. That turned to 300 real quick. And <laughs> let me tell you, when you haven't conditioned for a month and a half or so, 300 push-ups a day hurts. Yeah. I mean, it. we're on day two for me, and turns out I'm a bitch. <laughs> so we're going to see how your 100 a day goes. I guarantee you tomorrow you're going to be nice and sore, and then I'm dreading day three yeah tomorrow is gonna be brutal i still have a hundred more to do tonight and that's on top of the whiskey (laughs) my goal is by the end of this i'll be able to do like actual Mm push-ups and stuff and i'll uh i'll be able to do at least at least half if not more than half like just half the 300 absolutely not (laughs) (laughs) absolutely not but it'll be um, fun by the end of the month, we'll both be at like a thousand push-ups a day, and oh uh, probably four or five hundred pull-ups a day. Yeah, we're so, gonna be we're gonna be on par with Goggins by the end of the month. Uh huh. Yeah. So, um, this push-up thing, I mean, it's just a hundred a day, which is easy baby stuff for most people. Not for me, because I, like I said, I don't have any upper body strength. I'm telling you, when you don't condition. Yeah. It goes away so fast. I was at comfortably, I was doing 500 to 700 push-ups a day, just playing around. I stopped that for three months. Gone. Absolutely gone. Yeah. I was murdered with my first 50 push-ups yesterday. Well, let me tell <laughs> you, whenever, I mean, I don't think I've ever really been able to do a pull-up or anything like that because I've. I don't know. Like I said, I don't have you any haven't upper body strength. You have been able to do a pull-up yet. Yet. That is the goal for this year. Mm-hmm. And um, But 
I have like played volleyball since I was in like second grade or so. Yep. And I played all the way up to my senior year. Let me tell you, whenever season ended, I was so excited to not have to wake up early <laughs> every day and go to volleyball practice and go to the gym and all that stuff. And I took I took so much advantage of that. And then on top you of that, I became lazy. Yeah, on top it, of that, I became so easy. Well, I became I became depressed as well, and so that mm-hmm. was just a slam dunk for just completely getting me out of shape, like absolutely out of shape. You want to give us one of your depression stories? <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Maybe about laxatives. Let's not. <laughs> laxatives <laughs> kind of work for weight loss because it pushes everything through real Shut quick, up. like. <laughs> All right, whatever. I'll t- I'll talk about it. For some reason, um, well, my senior year of high school, I um was the first time I tried Adderall, mm-hmm. and uh, the only reason I tried it, which I've always been a goody two shoes, like absolutely no drugs or Man, alcohol. You were or taking like drugs that. before. Well, <laughs> the the year is different, but. Man, I didn't play around with anything until college. Well, I wasn't Halfway necessarily through trying college. to. I didn't even. I guess I didn't even really consider this as a drug. Yeah, like, it's you prescription. Know. So, yeah. well, but it didn't have your name on it. Absolutely, it didn't <laughs> have my name on it. Well, so I pretty much fall asleep whenever I sit anywhere for more than like thirty minutes. And I'll confirm this. Yeah, you know this because whenever I had to drive an hour to school for like twice a week uh yeah <laughs> she would call me and say that she had to stop on the side of the road take a nap 30 <laughs> minutes in absolutely so um you know around around that time like junior senior year you're taking the act or sat or whatever it is for your school mm-hmm. and um if anybody knows what that is obviously whenever you're taking it you can't get up you can't just go to the bathroom whenever you want to. You can't just get up and stretch or anything. Oh like yeah, that. it goes completely against human biology. Yeah, <laughs> like you can't you can't do any of that. Otherwise, your test stops, and you're done, and everything. And uh, as I said earlier, of course, I was very, uh, you know, into my grades and everything. Yep. But so I would always fall asleep, and so my first score wasn't the greatest. I mean, it was fine. It got me into the basic schools around there, but it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't that great. And so the next time I studied a lot, but I still I still fell asleep. And um and then by the third time, I guess that was around the time that I actually started taking laxatives because I was like, Wow, this will, you know, make Slim me, me up. Like I can't stop myself from eating really. And so, uh, you know, this will be a, another solution. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, um, I didn't think about the fact that I took a laxative like the day before the ACT and I just, com- that completely slipped my mind. And, um, I ended up taking some Adderall and I was like, this will definitely help me like stay awake and focus and Adderall and laxatives. Yeah. So um, I was taking the ACT. And this is a completely embarrassing story. And I don't know why I'm saying this on this podcast, but that's fine. 
Um, All it takes is a tiny bit of rum and she'll <laughs> say anything. <laughs> yeah, I was taking the ACT and yes, the Adderall was doing its trick and everything. I was finishing my test and, you know, I had studied really hard for it. So I wasn't just stuck on any one problem. I was doing great. And then um, about halfway through the test, like right after we got back from, you know, our little break or whatever, we still had like a couple hours before we got up again um mm-hmm. yeah the laxative started kicking in and so i'm sitting there and of course i'm focusing my leg is bouncing because now what i'm focusing on is the fact that i really have to use the restroom <laughs> really <laughs> bad <laughs> and I, like i started sweating and i started moving around in my chair and of course i got the chair that squeaks a lot Everybody kept looking over at me. My stomach was making the most atrocious sounds. And so, I mean, it's not like I could hide anything Your going on. Your body was over there screaming like, My I got to take a shit. <laughs> Forget <body>. your test. <laughs> I also had to pee really bad, too. Um, and so, you know, oh, man, I don't even know. It was the worst. And, of course, I decided to wear white shorts that day. <laughs> mm. it, was, <laughs> it was not a good day. <laughs> I scored the highest, though, that I had before my other two tests. And there you go. It, it got great. you into college that you, uh, <laughs> quote, took a break from. Shut up. <laughs> I, I want to go back eventually. I just want to figure out what I like, what would be beneficial to me. I don't want to just get a degree yeah, to get a degree. something else yeah. works out and you end up not needing a degree. Oh, I'm completely fine with that. But I don't want to just get a degree just to get a degree, you know. Hey, that's that's what I did. I I figured, uh, you know, ag business, there's always going to be agriculture because everybody needs food. And there's always going to be business. So put the two together, agricultural business. And I threw a sustainability minor on there just for, uh, you know, to be modern and get with the times. (laughs) You know what I've done with this? The whole degree path? We have not used it. I'm working with, uh, or I got a job with the same guys that I worked an internship back in high school. Called them up, got a job lined up, and now I'm making fish food. Well, selling fish food. We're still building the mill Mm -hmm. to make the fish food, which uh, turns out to be really difficult when you only have, you know, at max three people working on it two of which spend a lot of time in meetings or traveling as a sales representative so uh one guy for most days trying to put together clean up and put together a mill that sat around for five years inert that's quite a process absolutely do you prefer setting up the mill by yourself uh Rather than um, having those multiple 24-hour shifts where you had to stay in a hatchery that was really cold and you started hearing voices by yourself? You know, hearing, hearing voices in the, in the flowing water at 3 o'clock in the morning, it's kind of exciting. Especially when you find out that a hammock does not hold temperature very well at all. Oh, no, it doesn't. So, uh... For this last winter in South Dakota, I spent a few nights 
working 24-hour studies just mm-hmm. on testing a trial product for uh, fish transportation in which I was putting these fish into uh, like a few fish into one-gallon jars and then supplementing with various doses of this. Uh, uh, it was an essential oil that we were testing to tr- test out the uh, stress rates and the ammonia levels produced by these fish. Mm-hmm. So these needed to be checked multiple times a night. So I was sleeping in a hammock out there. First off, South Dakota is very cold. A lot of the nights out there uh-huh. were, you know, negative 15. I had a small heater in there that uh, I could keep the temperature on average close to 40. But it, it definitely dropped multiple times in the night. What I found worked best was sleeping in one of the uh, raceway tanks. (laughs) If you put down styrofoam on the base, the walls, and then put one over the top like a little coffin, just styrofoam insulation, that keeps you pretty warm. It traps all your body heat in there, and uh, you get to sleep in a fish tank coffin, wake up periodically through the night and take some data points and no, I, I think I preferred that. That was kind of exciting. <laughs> See, for those of you listening, this is the kid that lives in tank tops and shorts. Lives in tank tops and shorts. This dude moved to South Dakota, where <laughs> it's not really safe for you to go outside all the time because of how cold it is. Oh, no, there were mornings up there where you step outside and your body physically does not let you inhale air because it's so cold. Yeah, and tell them how much uh, clothing you brought with you. How much warm clothing, let's be specific. So growing up in Arkansas, I did not have a lot of warm clothing. (laughs) Um, My daily wardrobe was uh, some long johns, Mm -hmm. a tank top, usually a t-shirt over that, a long sleeve shirt, and then a large hoodie. A hoodie. Not uh, even a coat. Uh, a hoodie. I had a coat in the truck just in case I ever got stuck anywhere and needed it desperately. But uh, the work I was doing, I couldn't do in a coat. I needed full mobility of the arms. Yeah. So it was just be cold. Hide out inside as much as possible. Unless the pipes break. Unless the pipes break and then you get to be outside watching uh, one of the guys you work with fix a water line at like 15 degrees outside in just a long sleeve shirt. No gloves. Just just tooling away. Um, don't know how he did it. Kevin, if... Uh, you have a secret, maybe the Wim Hof me- breathing method or something. Uh, <laughs> I need to know this because I was out there freezing my ass off every day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, at least moving to Omaha. I mean, it's cold here sometimes. I mean, of course, we've gotten snow multiple times, but I yeah, guarantee it's it, not anywhere near as bad as South it Dakota. It drops down. Every once in a while, we'll, we'll get single digits i can tell you i'm not up at that point (laughs) yeah no (laughs) 
there have been some cold mornings, but ever since moving to Omaha, I've really only had one cold day where we yeah. were, uh, me and Dustin, the guy I work with, we were pulling uh, screen panels out of a industrial dryer. Yeah. And it was 23 degrees and our tools kept freezing up. That was a brutal day, especially when you dress for uh, 40 degree weather like the uh, forecast called for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, you've at least got to experience South Dakota before you came here. So here's a little bit nicer. But I came from like straight from Arkansas to here. And, uh, yeah, that very first night we moved in and we went to Outback with your dad. That was not nice to me. No, it's so cold. cold. It's not a giant elevation change, but it's, it's substantial. Yeah. Like. It's the wind that kills you. Oh, there's no wind here. South Dakota. South Dakota has the wind up there. I know, but, oh, man. And that day, uh, when was that, like two days before Christmas, when we went back to Arkansas, and we, it took us oh, a yeah. long time to get out of Omaha. Yeah, we we tried leaving, it was uh, Wednesday before Christmas, yeah. and we left just after two, probably closer to three, but mm-hmm. it had been sleet, ice, and snow all morning. And, and, it was, and heavy wind. It was probably a 45-minute drive just out of Omaha. Yeah. Cleared up real quick. But, uh, yeah, when you're not used to the snow, which you aren't, that's a lot. Yeah, absolutely. In comparison to South Dakota, though, there were snow drifts across the main road taller than the hood of my truck (laughs) that weren't there an hour previous when I drove through. Yeah, no, thank you. Um. Again, I think it's just, that drive was kind of scary, though, just because of the wind. Because so I drive a little oh, Honda yeah. Civic that weighs, like, four pounds, even with our stuff in it. And it was just being blown all over the place. And then on top of that, after the sun went down, my headlight decided to go out. Yeah, it made for a good drive. Yeah, that made for a great drive. We had to go find the nearest Walmart and spend a good penny on some lights. And drove in awkward silence for a little while because <laughs> Jesse was cold uh, from putting in the light. Turns out, working on a Honda Civic, uh, you need really small hands to replace like, the headlights on that. Yeah, and, like doll uh, size hands. If the if the battery has any corrosion on it at all, be prepared to have that on your hands. Kind of burns for a little bit, but uh, we made it through that night. Yeah. That was fine. Had a nice visit down south where it was, you know, light jacket or hoodie weather. Mm-hmm. And then came back up here to the second big snowstorm. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, even on the quote-unquote cold days in Arkansas, we got to just hang out in the hot tub. And that was really nice. Yeah, that's one thing I'm really missing. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so tell me about your future plans. What do you plan on doing with Cultivating Fire? I know you're talking about how you want it a little bit of everything, but are you going to be talking about finances at all? Oh, yeah, I'll 
I'll have a section on finances, but uh, long term with cultivating fire, I want to see what other people are working on. Yeah. Um, I'll work on little projects here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly informational, probably quite a bit of uh, entertainment, yeah. but uh, primarily the goal is just kind of do whatever I feel like doing that day. Yeah. Yeah. So. And that's kind of what I'm feeling with my blog. I mean, of course, it's going to be a lot of wellness stuff and everything, but also, you know, as life goes on um, with you and me and we go on adventures or whatever we end up doing, I kind of want to document that as well and let people know, like, hey, you don't have to have a substantial amount of money to be able to do this kind of thing. Oh, yeah, you just uh, buy and renovate a van, and you can go do whatever you want, wherever you want. Yeah, and that's You actually got me turned on to that. Wow. I love the idea of van life, and I know that is such basic white girl kind of thing, but... Yeah, but how many people are actually doing that? They all talk about it, and there are a good amount of people doing it, but I don't know. I feel like it's really important. Especially um, if we're going to, like, end up moving south eventually, uh, whether that's in the United States or out of the United States, hopefully out. (laughs) Um, I still want to be able to experience, like, you know, the national parks here and stuff like that. Be able to see the beauty that uh, is given because I've been kind of, I mean, I've gone to a few states and stuff like I think it's in the 20s now but um for the most part I pretty much just lived in my own little bubble in northwest Arkansas oh yeah that's easy to do and even even if you have seen the United States that's still your bubble and um you're kind of blinded from whatever the rest of the world has to offer and like a typical 20 year old I want to see it all well that's what a lot of 20-year-olds will say, but most of them are following the the guide of graduate high school, go to college, start a career, work there until you're 59 and a half, mm-hmm. then retire and explore the world. I can't do that. <laughs> it's a ratio of time, money, and energy. Yeah, my energy is the, already low. <laughs> you're supposed to have the time and the energy right now and no no funds to do so yeah and then when you retire you're supposed to have the time and the money but no energy Mm -hmm. so if you can find a way to break the mold that'd be pretty awesome absolutely well so my goal is um of course with any online thing i want to find a way to generate some money Mm -hmm. in it um but I mean, of course, I'm going to put in a lot of work into it. And whatever it's going to be, I want it to help people in some way or, like, and also benefit from it. But ultimately, what I want to do is, you mentioned this idea a little while ago. Um, When we start van life, we have the time, of course, to go anywhere, pretty much do anything, whatever. And we can help people along the way. And that sounds super corny. But um, helping people without, you know, 
getting money for it or whatever or even putting our name out there like oh yeah this is what we did to help this person out and everything that's the that's, that's pretty the much dream. The, that's the dream like i don't have to let anybody know what i'm doing with those people or like with whatever it is that we end up doing but um what like my passion pretty much i want to i don't know what it is exactly but whatever it is i don't necessarily want to make money from it you gotta make just enough to get by yeah absolutely but i mean i don't that's not the main goal like i don't want to just make money for my life right and everything you know well that's uh i think most people initially start off thinking that and then the bills start racking up oh i know they have their kids (laughs) they buy a house and then it becomes a money game yeah so if you kind of skip over that section of the life you can always come back to it later but Mm -hmm. get out and explore while you're not really tied down to anything yeah so that's kind of the dream that um a lot of my friends and just people i've gone to school with or whatever they're getting married and they're having kids and everything and that's that's perfectly like that's perfectly fine if that's what they wanted to do and stuff but um as for me I still feel like a fetus. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And I just, I feel like there's so much, and you can absolutely do stuff with your family too, but you don't have as many priorities, so to speak, uh, whenever it's just you and your partner or even just you and your dog or whatever, and you're just going along and doing what you please. And I like that idea. I like being able to just kind of drop whatever I'm doing and Go hang out with some cool people. Well, that's kind of what the idea of uh, this podcast and mm-hmm. uh, the associated YouTube channel, The Cultivating Fire, that's kind of the idea. Yeah. Is, uh, not to be tied to an hourly job. Yeah. I mean, right now, for the most part, I enjoy what I do. It's some interesting learning and... Uh, the opportunity to gain some experience in what I'm interested in, and that's the fish world. Mm-hmm. But still, it's an hourly job working for someone else where... You're exchanging your time for money. Time for money, and just today, you know, last week too, I've spent so many hours grinding rust off of old equipment just to restore it. Mm-hmm. That would be okay if it was a personal project, but this is for somebody else. Goes back to the the joke of um, the uh, employee who runs into his manager driving a new uh, Lamborghini. And he says, wow, that's a beautiful car you have there. And the manager looks at him and says, well, you know, if you work really hard this next year, I'll buy another. <laughs> Pretty much. It's that kind of thinking. Absolutely. Like, I enjoy doing things. I enjoy getting experience in new new projects. But uh, as long as I'm doing it for someone else, what good does that do me in the long run other than experience? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard to... Uh, 
hard to retire early working for someone else. Kind of got to start your own deal. Yeah, absolutely. And then um, I know it seems like a far-fetched dream to a lot of people. You know, of course, a lot of people say like, of course, yeah, no, I don't want to work a nine to five job. I want to do my own thing. But most people don't do it. They takes a lot of upfront work. And it takes a lot of courage to just say, you know, what, I'm just going to jump right in and do it. Hence this podcast. Yeah. Um, I mean, I really don't know what's going to happen in the next year or so with whatever I end up doing, whether it's like keeping up with this blog, which I hope I do. Oh, I'm going to make ex- you keep up with it. <laughs> I expect to, but, you know, um, it's kind of putting a lot on the line, you know, it feels like, because, I mean, I'm just, like I said, I just work at Home Depot, mm-hmm. and, you know, that's that's a good job for right now and everything, just being able to pay for the bills or pay the bills and whatnot, but eventually that's not going to be enough. No, it's and enough to pay the bills but not do a much else with it yeah and um so that's why a lot of people have it in their mind that you need a college degree so that you can get a big girl job or a big boy job and and i'm working a quote big boy job right now i'm making pretty good money at i mean i've worked a lot of overtime this year so i'm i'm probably about sixty thousand this year yeah put Probably a quarter of that into the stock market just to play around, which mm-hmm. uh, right as that pandemic hit, that was the time to buy in. I'm up like 40-something percent. Yeah. So that worked out nice, but uh, as far as long-term and retirement goes, I'm taking a pretty ambitious route here. I'm hoping to be financially independent within four to five years, mm-hmm. five years being that puts me just before turning 30. Yeah. And I plan to be fully financially independent by then. Go do whatever the fuck I want, wherever I want. See, and if you think about it, pretty much all the, or at least most of the uh, very successful, well-off people, um, they had to really just take a leap of faith in yeah. whatever they were doing. They didn't just stick to working a retail job and put oh, in a that's little a safe like, like a tiny bit of time or even start working at a even a big boy job and everything like sometimes sometimes people can make a lot of money doing that and everything if you're a careerist and ready to make your way up the ranks you kind of gotta be in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. to make that work i don't think i'm in that place i'm definitely grunt work right now yeah there's maybe potential to move up in year like many years from now but i don't think that's gonna happen if you find yourself in a position where you can work your way up i know my dad really worked his way up through tyson yeah and he's he's got a pretty good position right now where he designed what he does yeah so he created his own position. If you're able to do that, do it. Yeah, by all means, go for it. If you can make your own career within an established corporation or organization, that's that's freedom to do whatever you want on company dollars. Yeah, absolutely. So, but 
most of us don't find ourselves in that situation. Yeah, and a lot of us, especially, especially seems popular nowadays, we just kind of crave something more out of life, a little more adventure and spontaneity. And um, I, I don't know, a lot of people just are afraid to take that risk. But, I mean, you're someone who can really vouch on you can live off of like four dollars so not quite four dollars I, <laughs> I was living off of about 65 dollars a week and that includes gas in which i had to drive probably 60 miles a day in a truck that uh does not get good gas mileage yeah, it's so like 13 miles <laughs> lots of rice and beans and then every once in a while uh I would get a pack of chicken to make it through the week. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, there, you can survive on just a few dollars for food a week. Yeah. I wouldn't do it for more than a couple months. Um, I made it close to 90 days without a paycheck just because the company was transitioning over. Yeah. Uh, we got bought by a larger company and they were working on the books there being straight out of college i had zero capital built yeah. up could have always called home and asked for some money to get by it but i wanted to see how long i could stick it out and if that taught me one thing is uh being broke sucks it does but here's the thing though sometimes in order to take that risk to you know be very successful in what you do you have to go through that broke stage and oh yeah like that's okay it changed my whole way of thinking yeah absolutely it got me into investments and personal finance for long-term and short-term growth but it was surviving through the suck yeah that got me going so um like myself a lot of people around my age, around our age, they are just absolutely buzzing with energy and just want to get their life started. And sometimes they forget, like, oh, I'm in my 20s. This is where I start building up everything. Like, I have to start from the ground. And I know I have a specific family member who just really wants to jump into everything and, you know, doesn't start off with, you know, what they suggest saying, like, in your 20s, you get a used car, and, yeah, it's you know. Your, it's your chance to live like a poor bum. Yeah, you live through That's the suck. That's what it's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, you live through the suck, and then you build up, and then whenever you hit, like, your 30s and stuff like that, or even in your mid-20s. But anything, also, that is the, uh, that's a tried-and-true path, and I'm going to say, fuck that. Sometimes. You have to be smart with it, though. I mean, as much as we hate our, you know, as much as we hate the idea of, like, the 9-to-5 job and stuff, sometimes, sometimes, in order to just make a little bit of dough, you gotta suffer through it. Oh, yeah. In the very, very beginning, you know? Maybe not for 10 years, though. No, 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 not for 10 years. Two years, max, and then after that, get fucked. (laughs) Because, uh... Working off of somebody else's time and ideas, I'm okay with the ideas because you can interject your own ideas. Maybe not at Home Depot. Yeah. At least where 
working uh, optimal fish food, optimal aqua feed, and green plants. I got a lot of flexibility to do kind of whatever I want, mm -hmm. whenever I want. More or less make my own hours, but still, that's somebody else's project. Yeah, but... I'm just grunt work. You're also very, like, very in tune with how you deal with your money, though, you know? Excluding, excluding all the equipment that you bought recently. Hey, all this equipment <laughs> is just another investment to get this going. But, you know, you've really gotten into stocks lately. You've been thinking about your money and how much you need to save and all this stuff, more or less. And uh, some people just don't think like that. When they get $5, they have to spend that $5. And they don't think about anything in the future. Which I'm not saying you have to be such a stickler for it and everything. Oh, no. I've been falling these last couple <laughs> weeks. He really but has. <laughs> that Christmas money came in, and I was like, I need all this equipment. I'm going to build a computer. I'm going to start a podcast. I need to upgrade my aquariums. But here's We're going to be eating good. <laughs> <laughs> here's the thing, though. I mean, aside from the like eating good and everything, that stuff all pretty much plays into your future. Yeah, like I said, it's an money. investment. Yeah, it's an investment, but still a lot of times people out the ass. <laughs> a lot of times people don't just invest their money into stocks or whatever else. They just blow their money like on whatever they find. Pretty much the first thing, you know, whenever we went to my house for Christmas mm -hmm. and you were wearing your jacket and someone was like, "Oh, that's a super cool jacket. I should get you one or I should get me one like it." And I talked about mm -hmm. how expensive it was he's like oh it's okay i'm gonna i'm gonna need it anyway i mean it's a nice heated jacket if you if you're looking into a fancy heated jacket look at milwaukee it's a uh it's a battery powered jacket and it it heats up your chest back and shoulders mm -hmm. and then comes with an over-the-top raincoat i believe it's like 170 yeah it's between 170 and like 190 some, yeah. somewhere in that range but they sell it at home depot it is sweet i mean <laughs> battery pack last for me on the high setting it lasts about four hours it's advertised at six so that's pretty standard with yeah. a battery but uh yeah for those cold days especially if you're uh in omaha or north it's it's well worth it absolutely yeah that was a pretty good investment but that was that was a gift so i didn't make that investment well i feel like eventually we would have made that investment <laughs> i mean <cold>. maybe <laughs> i knew about them since i work at home depot yeah so. well I whatever works yeah i would have eventually gotten you one because i know you work outside a lot well, outside, and we just now got heat to the warehouse a couple weeks ago, which it wasn't freezing in there, but it it was hanging out in that 35 to 45 range, so mm -hmm. it's a little chilly. And also, I'm going to break the, uh, the podcast rule and uh, go take a piss, and I'm going to leave Jessica here to talk about Whatever she wants to talk about, she can talk as much shit as she wants. I'll be right back. <laughs> Why did you do that to me? <laughs>
Well, thank you for putting me on the spot. <laughs> oh, man. Let me tell you. This dude is a lot smarter than what he tries to come off as. Like, he will tell you he's a big dumb idiot and everything, but he is a very smart dude, and like I said, he completely craves knowledge. And so whenever he hears about something new or whatever, whether it's just a new medication or whatever, he has to do a deep dive into everything. And it's pretty, it's pretty freaky and also uh, pretty admirable because, I mean, I for one would just skip over that kind of stuff. But anyway, so when he talks about a topic, um, he says he knows a little about a lot of things. No, he can go into a deep dive, and you can pretty much trust what he knows because he's done his research. And, yeah. Um, let's see. As far as the criminal justice thing goes, I really recommend that podcast from, I think it's called APM Reporters. Um the update on him on Curtis Flowers he has he had been released I don't it was a few months back um and or from Mississippi and he is a free man now unfortunately he finally got released from all charges after his mom died so he didn't even get to go see like go to his mom's funeral or anything like that and she didn't get to see him as a free man but he was on 60 Minutes the other night, though, so that's pretty cool. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, so what's on your mind? Oh, are you going to run and take a piss now, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I heard a little bit of what she was saying, and uh, yeah, don't listen to her. Um, I'm kind of a fucking idiot, and don't really know what I'm doing. 99% of the time, so uh, this podcast, the soon-to-be YouTube channel, the website, it's all just playing around, really. Don't know what's going to come of it, but, uh, you know, worst-case scenario, I got a lot of equipment with some resale value, built a computer this last week, um, which, that is the way to go. Don't buy an expensive computer. Watch a couple YouTube videos. Find out what other people are doing for computer builds. If you can build an IKEA desk following the instruction manual, you can build a computer. The only tool you need is a screwdriver. I mean, it, it goes together piece by piece. To be honest, I didn't even look at the instruction manual. It was all kind of written on the motherboard where each piece goes. Maybe a two and a half hour build that I probably should have recorded. I was just anxious about recording at that point. Um, still kind of am. Not too comfortable listening to myself yet. And editing is very difficult. I know other people have stressed this, but editing video and audio content 
and listening to yourself talk, horrible. Jessica's back now, and I'm going to make her listen to herself talk, editing this later. And she's probably going to hate it, too. I mean, I listened to myself earlier during our test recording. Um, it wasn't as bad as I was expecting it to be. Well, I'd already made adjustments to <laughs> make our voices more resonant, re- more resonating. and. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, I talk a lot more clearly than I thought I did. I feel like a lot well, of that, times... Well, that's I'm also the mic, and uh, I'm completely forgetting the name of the little panel on here. It, it cuts back on the hard P's and H's. It gets rid of the pop filter. Because mm-hmm. it gets rid of the pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, I did that. Have those on here and made some adjustments to the video or audio before you looked at it. Oh, well. Either way, I always thought that I just kind of mumbled and my words all ran together, so. I mean, I get accused of the exact opposite. Everybody says I talk too slow. My excuse is, I don't have a lot to say. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta really stretch it out, man. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I could talk really fast and go through a whole sentence and just make it a fool of myself. But, I don't know. I prefer to talk slow. Gives my mind a chance to keep up with what's <laughs> going on. So I'm not just talking out my ass the whole time. Which... If you hear me coming up with statistics, just know <laughs> that <check. laughs> just know that uh, what was it? Ninety four percent of statistics are completely made up on the, the spot. spot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to go out there and fact check him, I would completely yeah, support no, that. <laughs> always, always fact check me because I will read like two sentences into an article and be like, "Yep." I got that down. Next. <laughs> it's too easy to do. A part of the uh, the current culture of ADHD mind. Mm-hmm. You read the title, you move on. Yeah. Half the time you don't read the whole title and see who it's <laughs> from. And... Uh-huh. Yeah, no. The... That's the issue with Facebook. Everybody just believes everything that's posted. They don't look at who the post is by or whatever. I mean, it's easy to do. Mm-hmm. I'm guilty of it. I'm fairly certain just about everybody else is guilty of that as well. Like when um, everybody thought that was it Kim Jong-un was dead. <laughs> oh, that, that was a fun one. <laughs> yeah, that was good. <laughs> you had people celebrating. You had people breaking down on why it wasn't true. And wasn't his sister involved in that? They were saying she was going to take control after. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I had, I completely forgot about all that until maybe about a week ago, and then I was like, oh, I wonder what he's up to these days. <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> Just being dead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you get into these news articles and stuff, it's hard to know what's real and what isn't. Yeah, absolutely. Hence why, for the most part, I try to avoid those. Yeah. I'm not savvy with the news whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, Um, that's basically all Facebook is now. It's just, it's all about politics and 
for a little while I got a little caught up in it um just always arguing about stuff but mm-hmm. I quickly realized that that was what my feed was based off of is just what I wanted to look at so eventually well, I you just you watched the social dilemma I did watch the social dilemma and how those algorithms work yeah I was not a fan of that it's, it's just reinforcing loops I mean it is pretty sad stuff you you start or you hear one thing and you start to believe into it like if we won't if we want to talk politics and everything, you start to believe, oh, this candidate is really bad because of X, Y, Z. Like, why can't the other party see that? But the other party doesn't see it. They don't see it because they're seeing the opposite view. And they're like, oh, well, this party really sucks for this reason. And then that's when you get a really split nation. And it's either hard left or hard right. And it's pretty much like you can't, it's not allowed to be in between. And you don't even get the real facts anyway, so. So, why look into it at all? Yeah. That's kind of the, the stance I take. Mm-hmm. Like, even, you know, large-scale deals like the election, I kind of forgot to keep up with that. <laughs> I found out from you when I got home mm-hmm. what went on. Yeah. And then, you know, little little snippets here and there from talking to strangers because everybody's got an opinion on it yeah and that's not cool especially if you're gonna look into news outlets oh yeah it doesn't it needs Every to be like this one is the them. fact that like what happened like with the um with the thing that happened with the capital this last week and stuff you look on news you look on the news and they're like okay this is what happened a bunch of people stormed into the capital we think that it's this group or we think that it's that group and everything. We don't need to hear what you think. All I Just know repo- about that event is the Simpsons called it. Somebody <laughs> somebody planned ahead and they yeah. they wore the exact outfit that the guy in the Simpsons did. But you know, I mean, that's pretty much news everywhere is they just have to add in their opinion for different things or they have to Oh yeah. Like they don't it's not like they talk straight facts anymore the fact that you need for that instance is okay here's what's going on there are some people outside this is what they're saying and they are storming the capital didn't somebody get shot Mm -hmm. inside the capital yeah a lady died and then i think a total of four died eventually i know one okay i know one cop or maybe he got really injured i'm not really sure i didn't keep up with it so much well, but you, you automatically know more than i do then yeah. i know uh one person died that's my information mm-hmm. i think the death toll is at four but i could be wrong fact check me on that but um yeah so i mean it's just things like that and even news channels that you trust and stuff you can't always trust them oh yeah well they're they're not technically news. They're, they are entertainment. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it's just journalism. And it's pretty sad. But and I don't know. You just did, have to take everything with a grain of rice. When did... Grain of salt. Wait, grain of rice. Sorry, grain of salt. <laughs> when did journalism become uh, just get dirt on whoever you disagree with? Wasn't it supposed to be like deep dives into informational topics? Everything is about sex scandals now. <laughs> so, 
Okay, fair. Like, what's what's the newest one? Oh, I have no idea. I could not tell you. I don't keep up with that stuff. But I just know that everybody just wants to get into everybody's business. Oh, yeah. Very. So get into our business. Uh huh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's not even anything super newsworthy or whatever. It's just people looking for someone else's life to live through, you know? Oh, yeah. Like, like for for example, if... And it's always somebody doing something wrong. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit about someone doing something nice or good to help out everybody else. It's always something wrong. Yeah, it's like, oh, there are suspicions that she cheated on him or he cheated on her and that's why they're getting divorced. Like, the whole thing... I doubt you know anything about this, but uh, Kim and Kanye, supposedly, um, they're getting a divorce, and apparently that's big news, and what was even bigger news for a little while, for like a week, maybe a little less, was that Kanye West was sleeping with uh, Jeffree Star, (laughs) and (laughs) I don't even know if you know who Jeffree Star is, but... Yeah, no, uh, (laughs) we don't have video on this yet, but... uh... I got a pretty blank stare going right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, um, Jeffree Star is a makeup artist. He's a very, very big makeup artist. But obviously that rumor, like, flatlined. It's not true or anything like that. But just nobody can accept news is for what it is. And why is a divorce, like, big news? I mean, I know they're big people in... Kanye 2020. that's why it's big news i know they're big news i I know they're like very famous and stuff but who cares you know i mean that sucks for them that's their but that's their personal life but oh they're probably making a few dollars off of that (laughs) (laughs) i don't know but they plan that out they're like hey yeah it's not working out things aren't working out but we can monetize this (laughs) absolutely which that's the way to go Mm -hmm. i mean if you're going to get a divorce anyways and you got some you're a public figure, you might as well make a couple million off of that. Yeah. I don't blame them for that. Still kind of annoying, but I don't blame them. And then the whole trend with um what's it called? Um Dang it. I forgot the name for it, but uh basically like, calling people out on their BS and everything. Oh, canceled. Cancel culture. Cancel culture, oh, yeah. Oh, man. Now yeah. that I'm into. Not specific cases, but I love watching cancel culture happen. Man, because I'm it... just like, get a fucking life, you losers. Like, let me tell you, <laughs> those people do deep dives into people. Oh, yeah. Like, all the all the people who have said something controversial or whatever back when they were like 15 or 12 or whatever it was and um yeah they like it's coming back to haunt them and they're like well you're canceled because 12 years ago you said this and that goes against everything well yeah that was 12 years ago and that's words people put so much weight on words I mean, I am 100% all about respecting people and um, not saying anything to intentionally offend somebody. But at the same time, you got to realize, like, we're humans and we're yeah, stupid. people make mistakes. Especially as a teenager, 
and everything, you're going to be the biggest asshole in the oh, world. Oh, yeah, they're digging up information on these various people from what they did in college. Mm-hmm. And this will be 20 years after. Yeah. Like, I'm a different person. Why are you looking back into that? Like, I learned from my mistakes. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, people will say, like, oh, I'm calling you out on your BS and stuff. Well, I guarantee you everybody can look into everybody and find some good dirt on them. Yeah. Everything. Like, that's what being a human is all about. And people get their careers, like, ruined over that oh, kind of stuff. absolutely destroyed. They'll be going for a management position. You know, they worked their 20 years up to this point. And then a picture comes up, an old-ass picture from their high school or college days. They're ruined. Yeah. That's that's done. Yeah. And let me tell you, people are just so unforgiving nowadays. And you pretty much just have to be completely squeaky clean. And, I mean, cancel culture... Even though that goes, like, way back, or that just digs up a bunch of people's past and everything. Um, Justin Bieber was a pretty big dude for this. Uh, but it was happening, like, as he was growing up, you know. Like, whenever he was 15 and so on and stuff. And he was really it put in the It wasn't spotlight. about his yummy, yummy song with <laughs> pictures of babies. <laughs> I don't really understand that, but <laughs> whatever. Um no, I mean, he was 15, 16, 17, just being a normal teenage dirtbag, whatever. And that's what, like, pretty much everybody goes through at some point or another. And, I mean, oh, yeah, he I was just a had fucking a fucking idiot. Still am, but as a teenager, holy shit. Yeah, I mean, they had, he had cameras on him from all angles, even his private moments. People sold him out all the time. And so he couldn't get away with anything. Whenever he got caught smoking a blunt, he was completely just Oh, he was outed instantly. Yeah, he was over. And And then cut to 2020 to 2021. Nobody except corporations gives a shit if you're smoking a blunt. Yeah, and I don't know. Like that kind of thing. Um always having somebody watch you uh obviously that has to be completely damaging to your mental health and that's i mean i guarantee that kind of thing contributes a lot to why we have so many problems with uh people's mental health nowadays just with social media in general because you have to really put up a front about how you're living oh yeah you tell lies oh absolutely lie about who you are because if you admit to who you actually are you're done for well that doesn't get the engagement Mm -hmm. unless you're somebody who uh is a shitty person then you'll get the you'll get engagement the wrong kind of engagement but Mm -hmm. uh i don't know i would make the argument that everybody's looking for authenticity out there i mean i'll go back to uh that that short clip of the guy just skateboarding down the down the road with his cranberry juice got super famous off of that yeah what what was that why did somebody get super famous from that but you get somebody going out and you know they'll publicize volunteer work or uh fighting fires 
Nobody gives a shit about that. And then this dude is just chilling. Yeah. He's just having his having a day. I think it's just something because, well, that video originated off of TikTok, right? I, I believe so. so. I think so. And like you said, those videos are very short. I mean, the longest you can have is a minute, unless you do like a live stream or whatever. But yeah, the longest you can have is a minute. So you have a minute to grab someone's attention. And sometimes, like the right people will see it at the right time and you'll just blow up over nothing. Like you see those videos all the time. And you get people get famous off of that kind of stuff all the time. Well, that's that's a dream. I mean, if I can become famous and do, you know, make millions off <laughs> of uh, singing a song, drinking some cranberry juice, I'll yeah. take that avenue. But uh, I think that's, you know, one in a one in seven billion chance. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, oh. got to be a little bit more creative. Yeah, and. I mean, people crave authenticity, but at the same time, like I said, um, you're authentic and people will just tear you apart, pick you apart piece by piece. And I don't know. I think they're pretty much, I think everybody pretty much just wants to find a place where they can be themselves, but at the same time, we're still so accustomed to uh, faking it. Yeah, really trying to fit in and fit an image. Well, where are you trying to be authentic? Where am I trying to be authentic? Mm-hmm. Well, um, for a while, I kind of did try to fit into that well, social norm, and I posted on Instagram all the time, and I mean, I didn't exactly post necessarily my true self, but at the same time, I didn't really want to put like my personal life on there. Right. Or anything like that, but um, on my blog, uh, I really do want to focus on being myself. I want to show people like, hey, I'm not super fit to start with. Uh, I'm not just gonna do two push-ups and say this is how you get a really tight chest and everything. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But I mean, I want to be my complete, authentic self and be like, all right, well, this takes a lot more work than what people are given to you and i'm also very goes weak back today. to the push-ups yeah because uh fuck that <laughs> let me tell you yeah it's gonna be a brutal 30 days mm-hmm. or at least that first week because uh the chest and the triceps are toasted yeah absolutely toasted i was doing sets of five earlier today <laughs> and you know, one of my one of my uh, last sets, I didn't even make it through. I ended mm-hmm. up doing like a girly knee push up, and I I had to had to stop okay, and go. Okay, rude first. I had to stop and go. <laughs> Fuck. Looks like I gotta redo that one because <laughs> I don't know. My core just gave out. Yeah. Like I didn't anticipate uh, being inactive for so many weeks at a time and not doing any strength training it falls apart really quick maybe just because of uh my metabolism and uh the inability to retain muscle mass but uh yeah this is a hard challenge yeah well that's why they make it a challenge it's not supposed to be a breeze and 
like we talked about it earlier today, um, anything you're you're gonna do, uh, especially as a challenge like that, you're gonna be sore for the first week. Oh yeah. And it's gonna be super hard, but eventually it's gonna start getting a little bit easier. And um, I mean, that's what I really hope for for my little challenge now. And let me tell you, I eventually want to get to where. You can do a real push-up? Um, not that. <laughs> I mean, of course I want to. I can do push-ups. I just, a real pull-up? Yeah. Pull-ups is a big thing. Um, I have a good amount of muscle mass on me, but I'm also, I also have a pretty high percentage of body fat. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like this year, I, again, typical 20-year-old, like I really want to improve myself pretty much all around but especially Mm -hmm. in my fitness and everything and of course i want to be able to do pull-ups and then eventually look like claire p thomas (laughs) on instagram Uh (laughs) uh-huh maybe not look like that i I don't think years yeah i don't think that's a a six month program right i know it's not i know it's not but buying her uh waffly fit book i don't think that's gonna get you to Hey, it could. She has all of the she has the macros like listed out. It's a really good cookbook, especially if you uh can't cook like me. But um You can cook, you just gotta follow the instructions. I definitely have to follow the instructions. There's I'm no just... art to it. Okay, but you have to kinda learn the basics first before you can start exploring, otherwise you're gonna get a lot of ruined food, at least from me. Not so much with, like, veggies and stuff, but uh, cooking with meat, I kind of suck at uh, knowing when things are done or when it's, like, overdone. You just poke it. (laughs) Yeah, you say that. That means nothing to me. You go off of texture when you poke it to see how (laughs) how it's cooked internally. Is it spongy? Is it squishy? Mm-hmm. Is it firm? You also grew up with a dad who can really cook, too. As a meat scientist, yeah, I, I kind of got an advantage there. But uh, Let me tell you, I think the best decision I've ever made in my life was uh, starting to date you because I got a lot of good food out of, <laughs> out of it from a mixture of you and your dad. Yeah, and then we moved, like... Well, I moved like 600 miles and then moved, you know, 200 closer. But uh, but in that time, I didn't miss out on much because I moved in with your parents. <laughs> got, yeah, she took my spot. <laughs> got a lot of really good food from his dad. And then, you know, uh, this past October, we moved in together and... I haven't necessarily had to live the poor life yet, so that's pretty nice. <laughs> we've we've been having. I mean, some good we food. can we can simulate that. We can give you a diet and uh, <laughs> gas budget for a couple weeks. Uh huh. Just just about ninety days. Ninety days. Yeah. That's a long time. I think uh, I was at like eighty six or eighty seven days oh, without I know. a paycheck. Just just because of the transition, but uh, yeah, I had zero funds at all. You say just because of the transition as if it doesn't mean anything, but let me tell you, he had 
a pretty expensive rent for like what he got he got oh, a studio I had a nice, apartment i had a nice uh what was it it was just under 500 square foot studio apartment mm-hmm. and i was paying 750 a month for that yeah i mean i will say it they did give me a complimentary router i still had to buy my own internet and stuff but uh mm-hmm. it did have a washer and dryer so that's a one-up on what we got going right now yeah no kidding um that was such a pain having to take our laundry over to a different building to wash stuff but um be a part of the common people be a part of the common people well our place only has three washers and one of them doesn't even work so it's two washers but like between the entire apartment complex and just to clean um one load of our clothing and everything it takes two washers so we have to make sure both of those washers are free it only takes up one dryer but um yeah it's and yeah, it's very we, time we should probably find a, a good laundromat but, uh, <laughs> there's too many other things to do like uh relax and watch movies Absolutely. or uh <laughs> yeah, play some games lazy. or eat two dinners you know mm-hmm. the the normal stuff uh-huh. the life of luxury <laughs> that we technically shouldn't afford <laughs> <laughs> hey we go to the gym sometimes that's a luxury as well <laughs> absolutely yeah um it's just kind of i mean we moved in here in uh like the beginnings of the cold months and everything so there's not much to do outside especially especially when you're with, a bitch and don't like the cold <laughs> and also <laughs> like when covid's going on so you can't really go do a bunch of things like you can't necessarily go to the zoo or um, any aquariums or anything like that. Like pretty much the most you can do is go drive around and order some takeout. And sometimes you can go into stores, but although Nebraska isn't the most strict on yeah. rules, but and because of that, I think Nebraska's still top five in COVID cases. <laughs> Something I, like that. I think it is, but. Uh, you know, so far, I haven't really known too many people up here who've gotten COVID. Yeah. There was my sister in Arkansas, but... Uh, Shout out to Leah. She was one of those who kind of felt shitty for a day or two, and then it was just kind of like bad allergies. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the the normal for COVID. Yeah, for the most part. Yeah, thankfully she didn't get the terrible end of it um but yeah and even still just the the weather here it's it's pretty chilly and you know we're from arkansas so we're not exactly accustomed to it yet at least not me and so whenever i think about going on walks and stuff i'm not really feeling it no it's it's a little too chilly for walks um I know living in South Dakota last year, mm-hmm. there was six months of the year where it was go to work, go home, minimize exposure time outside. Yeah. Although some of those mornings were, uh, you know, negative 20 with another 
negative 15 degree wind chill. Yeah. So that was a, a bit of a different ball game, um, which I, I drive a gas powered truck. And even still, it had a hard time in the morning. I had to jump start multiple diesel engines and towed two people during blizzards because their vehicles just shut down mm-hmm. because of the cold. So glad to be away from that. Uh, probably going to wait a couple months to go visit friends up there. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I'm. I don't plan on spending another winter in South Dakota. Yeah, hopefully not. Hopefully it only gets warmer from here. <laughs> well, that's that's the plan. It's after the winter solstice, so, you know, after... Well, I just mean, like, wherever we end up. Oh, yeah. No, as far as ending up goes, I'm thinking somewhere within 10 degrees of the equator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Somewhere where I can bitch about it being 65 or 70 as a cold front. <laughs> like, man, I, I might have to wear sleeves today. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I would quite like to get outside more. But even just sitting on our porch is pretty, um, it's not very interesting. Especially just because you have to put on a coat and some sweats and some boots and everything just to sit out on your little deck out there. and Yeah, it's annoying. Yeah, that's really annoying. But So, um, you have been talking about going on this diet for a while now. I think you were just waiting until... Uh, things were settled down and the meat prices came down came back down but uh i'm sure there's multiple people out there who've uh listened to rogan's interviews and his trials with the carnivore diet Mm -hmm. and you know i found at my best it is a meal of broccoli rice and a red meat primarily heavy on the meat side of things yeah so I'm thinking about uh, taking a mostly carnivore diet. I don't feel like getting the uh, week or week and a half of diarrhea. So I'm going to start off doing a banana with breakfast, maybe an apple with lunch and an avocado with dinner just to get the fiber in. Mm -hmm. But uh, I'm thinking a full animal-based diet is going to be... An interesting choice. Experiment, yeah. Yeah, cut all the bullshit bread. And we don't really have a lot of pasta, but I I eat sandwiches all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, get well. Don't drink a lot of soda. Um, with the exception of tonight, but with the exception of tonight, but you know that's that's a mixed drink, so. It, that's two negatives. That makes positive. <laughs> uh-huh. So the idea is just sustained energy through the day. But, uh, you know, it'll be a combination of eggs, beef, chicken, mm-hmm. elk, venison from uh, deer, and probably salmon, tilapia, 
shrimp. So the diet isn't going to be hard. It's going to be a lot of really good food. Yeah. But uh, we're going to see what happens with that. Absolutely. See if I don't uh, fall into a ketogenic state and, you know, get the keto flu for a week and feel like <laughs> absolute shit. But uh, if that's the case, it's suffer through for a week. Yeah. And then uh, hopefully be golden on the other side. But we'll see if that works out. So I know last year around between like February and March, you and I both tried out the plant-based diet kind of for the same experiment to see what happens with our energy level and our Netflix game changers. (laughs) Yeah, and our like recovery time after a workout. Tell us about um, your results. Well, I felt pretty good on it. Um, I thinking back on it, I think that was a lot of placebo effect. I just Obviously. watched the documentary, done some research into it, and uh, you know, I felt pretty good on that diet. I didn't feel fulfilled though. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really like meat, and there's a lot of bullshit, fake, you know, meat substitutes out there, which some of them tasted okay, but I knew, like, I knew and my body knew those weren't good. It was just highly processed food. Mm-hmm. So, overall, I'll give it a 6 out of 10. I felt really good for a while. Um, I was donating plasma at the time, mm-hmm. and uh, my plas or my protein level in the plasma, it didn't drop like I thought it would. It actually went up. I mean, just just a little bit. I usually hover around uh, around seven. Mm-hmm. I think I upped it to like seven point two, but I don't know. Long term, I could not stick with that. I enjoy meat way too much. Yeah. Probably growing up eating meat every meal. But, you know. Oh, and dairy. Cheese. Cheese goes with everything. I will put not not that bullshit shredded preservative cheese, but (laughs) real cheese. That goes with everything. Yeah. Whenever I did it... um. I didn't just jump 100% into it. I think I jumped about 95% into it. I still had cheese with some things. Um, I didn't really have milk, but I haven't really been drinking like straight cow's milk for a while. Anyway. Yeah, you've been doing the, you've jumped on the trend of almond milk and yeah, that's now just... uh, cashew milk is the new one. Um. Yeah, I like cashew milk sometimes, but I don't know. The uh, regular milk just kind of is a little heavy on me. Um, Yeah, if you're not used to it, it really is. Well, see, I used to be. I used to drink milk religiously. Well, you know, a lot of people bash milk, and they're like, oh, that's so disgusting. I used to, like, drink it as if it was water, and that would be my main drink for the day. Oh, yeah. at some point, it just kind of turned on me, and... I mean, I'm not, um, I'm not, like, lactose intolerant necessarily, but it just, 
it didn't sit right on my stomach at some point and so I mean I still I mean obviously I eat dairy I have cheese and there's Greek yogurt in there and stuff but I just don't drink the straight milk anymore but, right but um yeah as far as the diet goes though it made me really fall in love with like black beans and I usually don't like beans at all for anything but I really like black beans and I came up with different recipes that were pretty good and one I know you don't like meat substitutes and everything but one meat substitute that I really enjoyed were those uh the I think it's morning farms the crumblers oh yeah it it's a ground beef substitute yeah um you paired it with like white rice and then I think we I don't remember the sides exactly I know we had like artichoke hearts or something like that and yeah I I remember the meal and that meat that meat substitute was okay. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who will put salt on their salt, that stuff was too salty. <laughs> I think I don't know. I didn't think it was and I had cooked with it later on too and but um was it It wasn't super hard for me to quit the meat. Um I mean, I love meat. Let me tell you, I love I love my ribs, and I like my steak, and I love my salmon and all that stuff, but Mm -hmm. um, at the same time, I don't just completely crave meat all the time, so I think it was, I think it was kind of easier on me just to do that, and it was also uh, a big discipline on, you know, not just getting up on your board and opening up the fridge and just eating whatever's in there or like right. when you're driving by and you're like oh that place sounds good let's go get food from there like I actually had to stop and think about what I was eating and it cut down a lot on the processed foods no, it's a it's a good discipline test yeah absolutely and I shockingly made it through that month we were only doing I don't know how long you were doing but I was only going to do it for a month I did five weeks yeah I did I did about a month and it was um it really wasn't that hard to do despite my (laughs) family's best efforts to only cook meat so that I would fall back into eating the meat yep (laughs) well I lived alone at the time so I didn't have to worry about that yeah I will say going back into incorporating meat into my diet that was such a relief Mm -hmm. like I think I had chicken just uh I don't think I had fajitas. I think I did a chicken salad. Yeah. And a grilled chicken salad. That blew my taste buds away. Oh, I know. Yeah. Um my I was expecting my energy levels to be up a lot. They were up a little bit, and of course I felt a lot better cuz I wasn't eating a bunch of processed foods. Like, I wasn't just grabbing chips out of the pantry or So, whatever. how much of that is the lack of processed foods as opposed to yeah. cutting meat out? Yeah, I'm not really sure, but, um, I mean, my body definitely felt good, but I didn't necessarily, I mean, I was still a little sleepy girl, <laughs> and um, I don't think my recovery time really changed or anything. Yeah, I didn't, so. I don't remember there being any recovery time for, uh particularly intense workouts yeah granted i like i said i only did it for a month so maybe you end up seeing results later on but 
as far yeah. as what I could see and stuff, I mean, it's good to make you feel good, but I don't necessarily, I mean, I'm definitely down to try other things. Yeah. Well, that's, that's what the, uh, the carnivore diet that I'm about to be testing out is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a test and, uh, probably a pretty delicious test <laughs> if I had to take a guess, but mm-hmm. we'll see what happens there. Yeah. But for now, we're coming up on an hour and 52 minutes. Wow, I didn't realize we were talking that long. Yeah, how long did you think we were talking? Because it feels more like 35 to 40 minutes. Feels like about an hour, I'd say. Yeah, and I've been watching the time. But no, that that flew by. And for an episode one, I think that that works. Yeah, We can come back and talk about anything that we forgot. It's not like we have to travel far. Absolutely. <laughs> but no, where where can people find you? Uh, probably in bed, asleep. Oh, <laughs> online. Online. <laughs> uh, You're starting your business up. This probably won't air for a couple weeks, so you'll probably have your business up and going. Uh, that's the goal. <laughs> uh, my website is just my name. It's Jessica Davis with two s's at the end dot com at the end of davis yeah at the end of davis okay and then you can find me on instagram although i don't post too often on there but you can find it at hefferka can you spell that (laughs) h-e-f-f-e-r-c-a okay and yeah that's pretty much the only social medias that i really get on well it's a a start yeah it's It's one one place to find you and then in bed <laughs> asleep. And, and then in bed asleep or on the couch or, on the or couch in any sitting position whatsoever. Probably in the middle of the floor asleep. I like my sleep. Well, whatever works. But until next time, thanks for thanks for joining me here and uh, hey, kicking this one. off. Yay. Yeah. Well, they say the, the first one's the hardest and this was pretty easy. Yeah. And then kick back and talk for almost two hours <laughs> about a whole bunch of nothing. But Yeah, I don't think anybody got anything out of this one, but that's okay. <laughs> hey, it's an introductory, so it works. <laughs> but no, th- thanks again for coming on. Yeah, no problem. And uh, anybody listening, probably not a lot with this first few. Thanks for tuning in. Till next time. <laughs>